Welcome to the Tanika Show, where I talk about love, life, and faith with some pretty amazing people I know who are making a positive difference in the world. Today on the show, I'll be talking with Andrew Blackwood, also known as Coach Drew, who is the author of the book, The Art of a Genuine Apology. Before I dive into my interview, let's hear from our number one sponsor. Thank you, Robert Chambers. If you'd like to play piano by ear from the comforts of your home, visit anykeymusic.com. Now let's get back into the interview. Before I dive into my interview with him, I have a question for all of you. Do you think giving or receiving apologies is the heart of God? Well, if you said yes, you're right. There are so many scriptures throughout the Bible where we can see this. And here are a few. James 5, 16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And Matthew 5, 23 to 24, so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Ephesians 4, 32 also says, be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another as Christ, as God in Christ forgave you. So God, even now, as we hear these scriptures, help us to remember these verses as we go through life and rid us of any pride that would hinder us from giving any apology or receiving an apology. And Lord, if we haven't received the apologies we felt we deserved, heal our heart and help us to move on with life knowing your grace is indeed sufficient for us. Now let's get to know our guest a little bit more. <laughs> for more than 15 years, Dr. Andrew Blackwood has been blessed with the grace to connect deeply with men, women, boys, and girls, and supports their healing through counseling, coaching, workshops on his book, The Art of a Genuine Apology. His YouTube channel and the media consulting on shows like 100 Huntley Street, See Here, Love and Transformation, his ability to engage and bring clarity to the complex challenges of healing and relationships sets him apart of a true facilitator of change. His desire to impact relationship culture around the world is made personal every day as he continues to learn, heal, and grow in his most prized relationships with his wife, his daughters, family, and friends. So welcome to the show, Drew. So happy that you're here with us. Thank you, Tanika. I'm so glad to be here. Very, very glad to be here. Awesome. Drew, I truly believe that many are going to be blessed by today's show because we all would like to improve our relationships in one way or another, especially with those who we deeply care about. And one of those ways could be to learn how to give what we call, what well, what you call, a genuine mm -hmm. apology, right? And I have to admit, all of 2019, it just kept on ringing over and over, Drew. Coach Drew, Coach Drew, I'm like, what is this about apology? Like, God, are you telling me I need to give somebody an apology? <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, yes, God, yes. what is it? So I know, and we, uh, I know that this, there's something in this, not only for me, but also for other people. Gee, who knows, right? Um, I'm just so excited to have you on here because I think you are a tremendous gift to the body of Christ. And um, this, so my first question is obviously like, what led you to feel the need to write about apologies? 
you know, Tanika, it's it's everywhere. I mean, you read it in the scriptures. The reality is that no one is perfect. We will hurt each other mm. at some point in time. It's inevitable. So God gives us direction about addressing it with each other. But it's not something that we know how to do really well. And, you know, it's unlike emotional unlike physical injuries, you know, you get hurt, you go to the doctor or, you know, everybody knows basic first aid, but mm -hmm. if somebody gets a wound and you don't address it, what do you think is going to happen? Exactly. Right. It will get, it will get infected or, you know, we, we compensate, you know, you hurt your ankle. What do you do? You limp on the other foot, right? You, you ah. avoid weight on it. You avoid engaging. You don't want people to touch it. That same thing happens in relationships. I see it in the office when I'm working with people. I see it in my own family, my own family history. We see it in community. We see it in politics. Mm. You know, it's, it's everywhere. So when we learn how to address emotional injury, relational injury, our world will change. We will change. And, you know, the scriptures tell us they will know that we are Christians by our love. Ah. This is important for the body of Christ. You, mm. You've been going to church for a while. We all go to church and we know mm -hmm. people get hurt yeah. in church. Oh, they're oh, not like, like church hurt. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you. And how often are those hurts addressed effectively? That's true. Very true. Right? Mm -hmm. We would have a whole lot less church hopping and more church healing. You uh, know? So I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's essential for the body of Christ to learn how to do this. Yes. Well, you call it an art form. Can you tell us yes. why? Well, because it's a lot more complicated than people think. It's, it, it's kind of like tone deaf people who think they can sing. They, they really think they're doing a good job because of all that passion and intensity, but right. everybody else knows they, they don't sound good. You're off. You're off. <laughs> right? Most people think sincerity is enough, but I've mm. seen the most sincere apologies turn up horribly. People get in their own way and they don't even realize it. So it's oh. important to know what makes an apology good and effective and what makes it bad. There's a whole chapter devoted to how you can ruin an apology, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Someone says, you know, I'm sorry you, I didn't tell you the truth, but you, you can't be upset with me. You did the same thing last week. Mm. There, there's, ah. there's a lot of problems. <laughs> there's a lot of problems with that, right? Yeah. Yes. You could, you could hear it that you're, you're, you're given an apology and in the next second you're taking <laughs> it back. And then now all of a sudden it's about you and why you're upset with the other person, right. you, don't have a, you know? Oh, wow. So sincerity is not good enough. Mm. Okay. So speaking about art, cause you called it an art last year, I remember my husband coming home with a card in his hand from a mother who had, um, taking the time with her daughter to uh, make a, an apology card for my, for my daughter. So inside of it, it said, hi, Taya, sorry for hitting you in the head today. And I felt like, wow, I think this was a genuine apology. Like the fact that the mother took the time to write the mm. words in there, she's making her daughter conscious of what she did to Taya. And I received it. I felt it was very genuine and sincere. Is that what you mean or what you mentioned in your book about what makes an apology a genuine one? Well, you see, she, she covered sincerity really well. 
Um, when I say genuine, I don't just mean sincere. There okay. are different levels to an apology in my, in my estimation, right? There is the casual apology where, you know, you just bump into somebody, you know, oh, my bad, I'm sorry. Um, and then there is the next level where this is some, this is decent hurt on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't, I, I can't get over this. Mm -hmm. um, that's a 10. Uh, one is like, okay, not so bad. So a common apology, that's one to two. Uh, where a meaningful, which is a second level of, uh, level of apology, that's from a three to a six. Mm. A genuine apology is when you're from seven to a 10. Now, ah. uh, sincerity, not enough. Me just pouring out my heart to you, that's not enough. You it's get to enough. walk through all four of the steps of the genuine mm. apology. And there are five values woven into those four steps. So it's a, it's a whole nother ballgame. We really need to tap into what your book tells us of how to do this genuinely. So you challenge us to think about the apologies we, we have offered. This is what I love about your book. Can you tell us three questions? There's three questions that you mentioned that we should ask ourselves um, when we're giving an apology that we've offered to somebody else. I guess this is supposed to let us know if we're doing it the right way. Well, this is, this is one of the things you ask to really hone in on your sincerity and to ensure that your intentions are uh, accurately focused, right. right? Good intentions aren't good enough because you can be sincerely wanting somebody to move past it and you know, move on to the next topic Right. Mm -hmm. You could be intending to, you know, let's just go back to the way things were. I'm sorry. You know, I, I want things to be good between us. But is that intention really seeking to take responsibility and address the other person's hurt? Right. Or do you just want to get past the icky stuff? Because a lot of the times we sweep it under the rug. We apologize when we're not really sorry. Mm -hmm. Right because we just want to move on. So it's important to ask yourself, you know, um, am I really wanting to take responsibility for something here? Number one. Number two, am I focused on addressing the other person's hurt? I love right? that. Is this about their hurt or is this about me? Right? Cause I could not want to feel Ooh. guilty anymore. I could, I want, I could want to make sure I get it to heaven. So I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Not for them. Uh, for so you're like, okay, God, see, I told her I apologized. I apologized. Right? <laughs> right? I, mm. I'm, I'm doing my Christian duty here. Doing I'm my Christian duty. Peace, right? Mm. But it, it really has nothing to do with really healing their pain. And the third question is, if I don't get an apology in return, will I still give it? Uh, right. If they don't forgive me, if, if we're not reconciled, mm -hmm. will I still seek to address their hurt? Right, because I know some people say, well, what's the point? I know they, are, they already stopped talking to me and all this kind of stuff. So what's the point? But you're saying, mm -hmm. you're saying still give that, it. That's right, because if you aren't willing to do that, mm -hmm. it's an indication that your apology is self-serving. It, it has less to do with the other person and has more to do with more you. To do with this is good. Mm -hmm. 
It's really good. So you give your readers an apology quiz. Oh my God, you all need to get this book. It's so good. With 18 <laughs> questions to reflect on their thoughts about apologies. So um, there was 18, as I said, and there are three of them that really, like, I want to just bring them up. Um, it was 14, 15, and 16. So the questions were, do you believe you have to accept someone's apology? And I think these are the ones that I think majority of the people might be thinking in their mind. Do you believe you have to accept someone's apology? Do you expect people to accept your apologies right away? And is it your responsibility to teach others how to apologize to you? Okay, so let's, let's, let's remember, we're dealing with a, a, a specific definition of an apology. That's so true. If their, if their apology does not meet certain criteria, then mm. no, don't accept it. Because Ooh. if you can tell the apology is not sincere, there you go. Okay. What are you really accepting? And you know what? That is true because God can tell when a heart is repented or not. He knows when we're just saying something and when we're truly really repent right right because repent means to change you're literally going to change and stop doing that thing so i hear you on that so when somebody apologizes and and this speaks to the the one of the three questions that you asked Mm -hmm. are you responsible to teach someone to how to apologize to you if the relationship means something to you yes because Uh. if somebody says you know i'm sorry i'm sorry and and you can ask them you know what what exactly are you sorry about I want Mm -hmm. to make sure we're on the same page here. And if it's significant hurt and Mm. it's happened before, or you don't want it to happen again, by all means, ask them what they're going to do differently. Oh, wow. That's really empowering. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That really puts the person in control to really dig and see, is this person really sincere in in their intention and in their apology? So here's, here's why this is really important. Sincerity isn't enough. A lot of people, they do things habitually. There are longstanding emotional injuries that haven't been addressed and that's mm-hmm. woven into their life. So they do things to you, not because of you. They do things to you because of where they've been and where they are, but there's mm-hmm. not an awareness of where that's coming mm-hmm. from. So if they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, they're not going to be able to not do it again. (laughs) When you know what a genuine apology is, you are able to kind of see through things. And again, we're not saying these people are bad people. So if you want to be in relationship with me, this is what is important. You can say whatever you want to say, but when it comes down to what you want to do, that's where the boundary gets drawn here. And a lot of people think forgiveness and reconciliation are the same thing, and they are not. They are very different, right? So I can forgive you for being unfaithful. I can forgive you for even doing all sorts of things, stealing my money, hitting me. I can forgive you for all of that. Right. But are we going to be reconciled before you understand what moved you to do that and how you can ensure that it's not going to happen again? Mm, no. That's where you put the boundary. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. This, this, the scriptural reality, the relationship between Jesus is, and us is not just about forgiveness. It's about reconciliation. Yes. Right. Jesus himself makes the bridge to bring yeah. us back into relationship with the Father. He covers us 
But mm-hmm. yet there is a changing of the heart. There is a changing and there's a growing yeah. awareness, not only of my need because of my sin, but mm-hmm. my desire to be different, to experience difference, to engage differently with you, the father. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, that's what we want in our relationships here on earth. That's how people will know that we are mm-hmm. Christians by our love for one another. And it's not the immature love that's just based on feelings no this mm-hmm. is about maturity paul tells the saints over and yes. over like we want to be mature complete lacking nothing and yes. you know that when people can take responsibility when they can put the other person first but when they can also discern and say okay this is what i see is the problem here yes. what are we going to do differently moving forward and you know you brought up the love peace and grace and it's so true you know if you've ever done anything you know, if you ever sinned against God and he, all of a sudden he goods, he showers good on you and you know, you're not deserving of it. It causes mm-hmm. you to get down on your knees and say, God, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, it brings you to a place of um, repentance because you see God still loving you in spite of what you've right. been doing. Right. So I think sometimes if somebody has done something to us, if we continue to love them, it may just cause them to turn around and say, you know what, last year I did this to you and I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, because, and they're open, they feel free to say it because you love them because you forgive them and you show the love of Christ. Just another angle there. But so I heard a little bit that in what you were saying that we can actually then teach somebody how to apologize to us. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we can. It's important. It is important. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you teach what you know, right? Mm-hmm. right? And more importantly, you you model and you consistently teach what you do. And the best way to teach someone something is by giving them an experience. So if you don't know how to do it well, what gives you the right to assume that you can teach somebody else? That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of us mm-hmm. walk around thinking we got this covered, but you can't be the judge of that. You get to ask somebody else mm-hmm. <laughs> who you've hurt. Yes. Right? Could you evaluate <laughs> me on my apology to you? Oh, you wow. might get a different reaction. Oh my God. They might be like, what apology? You've never <laughs> apologized. Oh my God. There's the challenge. I think he's throwing out a challenge to all of us right now. Think about somebody you just apologized to. Call mm-hmm. them up and say, when I apologize, how did you receive it? And just see what they yes. had to say. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Right? What would it what would have made it better? Right? Was anything missing? And that's part of the a genuine apology. There, there are four steps to it, right? Yes. Um, one, number one, you want to list what you're specifically apologizing for. You want to list okay. the behavior. Okay. Number two, and it spells an acronym. I call it the live formula. So uh, that way your apology lives on long after you've offered it. Oh, I so love that. L, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so okay. L, you want to list what you're apologizing for. Okay. Number two, you want to imagine the impact that the apology, that the hurt has had on the other person. Uh, now, it, it, this is where you really tap into the empathy because a lot of the times we apologize for things because we feel bad, but we don't really stop to consider the impact mm. that it had on the other person. Okay. So you want to mm-hmm. say, you know what, when, when I did this, 
I imagine that it impacted you this way. I imagine it made you feel yeah. this way, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when the person's ears and their heart's going to start to warm up and be like, oh, okay, you, you really gave this some thought, mm -hmm. right? Right? And then the V is where you verbalize a commitment to a plan of action. This is where the rubber meets the road. Okay, not only are you taking a, a responsibility, but you're also opening yourself up to accountability. Mm. When you say, this is how I ended up doing this. this. This is what I'm taking responsibility for. This is why I ended up saying this or doing this to you. And this is how I am going to avoid that happening again. Yes. A lot of people, again, they don't know why they do what they do. So if you don't know how you got to a certain place, chances are you're going to end up there again. again. Yes. So before we reconcile, it's important. You know, the scriptures talk to us. They, they say to us, how can two walk together unless yes, they agree? Unless we agree. Mm -hmm. So if we can't agree on where we're going, right, how we're going to move forward differently, what do you think is going to happen? right a lot of people they they stay in relationships or they stay in you know in churches or they stay even in organizations right they stay in marriages but they're not really reconciled mm -hmm. and and the e is where you extend an invitation for somebody to give you feedback about your apology right um, this is not where you no, this is not where you turn around and be like okay so um can i get an apology now no 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 this is where <laughs> they evaluate this is where they tell you you know what your apology was amazing i i really receive it I, i'm i'm glad that you took the time to think about it or they might say you know what i really don't believe you're sincere at all wow you know when 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 you when you apologize to me and you have a smile on your face or you know when you this is the seventh time you apologize for the same thing right mm. it's it's a dialogue this is not just a one-way offering it's a dialogue and that's why one of the core values in the genuine apology is vulnerability if we're not prepared yeah. to be vulnerable you no, know because there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's great risk there yeah, there is great mm -hmm. there. yeah but the truth is the only way to there's a cycle of vulnerability and intimacy yeah and that cycle goes around and around and around and the only way you can deepen your intimacy is by being more vulnerable and when you stop being vulnerable you are no longer being intimate and when you're no longer being intimate then do you really know the person right we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we do. It, and how many people are, are self-aware though? You know, this is why, you know, part of my ministry is whole without holes. And a lot of the things that we do is because we have holes in our soul. We have wounds mm -hmm. that have not been healed. And so, yes, right. sometimes we take things out on people. We project different things happen. And just like you said, we don't know why we're doing what we're doing, but it's just coming off the way it's coming off. And really, when you sit down and with yourself and think about why you did what you did, you'll see that it's because there was probably something like insecurity, you know, That's right. abandonment issues, rejection, all this kind of stuff. So this is how all of this plays um, a part. And, you know, but a lot of us don't think 
you know, like God says, you know, he looks beyond our faults and he sees our needs. We don't do that much for each other, right? We don't look really beyond their faults or each other's faults right. and see the need that, you know what? It's because this person was abandoned. This is why this and this and this. That's we don't right. really look, we're not, we don't, you know, most of us are not thinking on that deep level right. of things. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back well, to- no, I I think you're right on it, Tanika. I, I, yeah. That's not a digression at all. The, the truth is we don't look at the deeper issues for others, nor do we really look at them for ourselves. Because when we find ourselves engaging in relationships where people hurt us in the same ways, there's often a reality that we have some holes that we haven't experienced healing in. So we keep being drawn to these people to this hurt mm -hmm. and we want to hold other people responsible yes. but at the end of the day we are responsible for our own healing amen amen we are you know you you go to you go to the doctor tanika and you get to say this this hurts here this is the experience that i'm having if you don't if you aren't able to tell the doctor what the problem is yeah. how is the doctor supposed to help you when right. we engage, acknowledge. Yes, we we don't know our own pain. We don't even mm. we're not even in touch with our own stuff. So when we engage with people, we can't tell them why they did, why it hurt us the way that it did. We can't mm. tell them, you know, when you did this, this is how it impacted me. Yeah. So people don't even know why you're so hurt because you yeah. can't tell them. You haven't told them, right? People expect wow. you to get over stuff because. It's not their pain. They don't get it. They don't understand it. It's our opportunity to help people say, you know, when you do this, this is how it impacts me. And it's not your place to tell me how it should or shouldn't. I'm telling you how it impacts me. What are you going to do with that information? Wow. Okay. So what if someone who has read your book has done the four steps, they've given that apology, and the person on the other end has a hard time receiving it. What do you say? Well, see, the book is written intentionally with the four steps towards the end of the book because it prepares people for that possibility uh, by thinking through why you want to offer this apology and what you want to get out of it. If your primary objective is for this person to be healed and to be well and to, you know, fulfill God's call in their life, you are going to accept it might be painful that the relationship might not go back to the way that it was, but your primary objective is for that person to be well. Right. So it, it positions you to be ready to put them first, number one. Number two, it also, because it's a dialogue, the hope is that you will get a sense of the impact that your actions have had on that person, yeah. then you'll better be able to appreciate the fact that they might need some time. They might not mm -hmm. be ready to trust you again, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. to expect mm -hmm. somebody to automatically just, you know, say, okay, it's forgiven just because you are sincerely sorry, that's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. and, and finally, we know that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Somebody mm -hmm. can forgive you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to want to be in relationship with you. That's and true. Forgiveness. That's true. Forgiveness. In chapter seven, I talk about the 
some of the complications with forgiveness. And that's a whole nother yes. arena because forgiveness and apologies are connected, but they're very different. So someone might forgive you and they might be working on it. They, they might, <laughs> you know, um, be upset with you again the next day. Um, right. And they might be confused about their own forgiveness. They might not want to forgive you because they might think that that's an invitation for you to do it again. So um, uh, it's important for us to know both sides of this or all three parts, forgiveness, the genuine apology, but then also reconciliation. They are very three very different things, but they're woven together, uh, I think, intentionally by God. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have two last questions for you, Drew. Um, should you apologize when you're not responsible? That is an easy one. No. Okay, I'm off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not apologize oh, when you're not responsible. Uh, it, con it, it just communicates that you are. Responsibility for something that you are not responsible for don't do it. A lot of people think saying I'm sorry to keep the peace is a godly thing, but right. that is not true. Not okay. true. Okay. Chapter four is all about what I call the compassionate acknowledgement. Because sometimes we, we feel badly that we've caused someone pain, but we're really not sorry. Our intentions and our behaviors, they, they were appropriate. Like, you know, for example, you know, parents and teens, they, you've heard that phrase, this is, this, you know, this hurts me more than it hurts you, yada, yada, yada. Yes, that's, yes. that's that. But in the, in the situation where, for example, I, I would say to a teen, you know what, you're not going to the party. I know, I know you want to go to this party, but you're not allowed to go to the party because you didn't go to your classes. Hmm. And the teen will be upset and they'd be crying and this and that. And most parents would be, well, I'm sorry, but no, 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 no. You're not sorry. Right. You're not sorry. You're not Don't sorry. Be sorry. Right. Don't be sorry. It's wrong to be sorry. There's a mm -hmm. difference between, you know, showing empathy. Yes. Uh, you know, empathizing and being touched by, you know, the upset of your, your child or your teen or your spouse, whoever, to say that, you know what? I do feel sad. I do feel disappointed. I do feel upset when you're upset. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And it's important that you make better choices. Exactly. Yeah, now I have, that, a, yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was just saying, I was saying, yeah, that's important. It's really important. Okay, what happens, and this was not my last question, but <laughs> it just came to me. What happens if somebody did something to you you healed. You didn't tell them what they did. So you were angry at them. And then you healed on your own, in your own quietness and got over it. And you end up talking to them like nothing happened. They don't even know that you were hurt by something they did. But because but you've healed from it and you're talking to them, like I said. Do you think you should still at some point tell the person what they did? Like one day, like a year later or whatever, let them know still what they did to you that you hurt you at one point? moment in your life or no since you've healed and you've moved on you don't need to go back there that depends it uh, depends on a number of things um it depends on the context of the relationship ah, okay. right 
if you're just you've healed you've moved on and you're not in relation with this person you're not close with this person um there might not be a need to do that right it's about closeness and proximity because if we are in close relationship yeah and and um Mm -hmm. and i and there's something between us like how really how close are we really that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then again all these situations are so different which is why it's important to when we search ourselves we understand what the pain was about because someone might have done something or said something to us but we were wounded from before so what they did it added that wound yes. when okay. when in reality what they did wasn't that, wasn't that wasn't that deep that's a or, good point that's a good point you know, or we could understand it because we yes. were kids you know now but then again another complicated situation is if you know this person continues to do that to mm-hmm. other people ah yes you get to ask yourself yeah, I've healed. God helped me. I've forgiven this person. However, if this person is my brother and we know that they're not living how God would have them live yeah. and they're doing damage to other people, do you have a responsibility to raise that with that person? Hmm. The answer is yes. Restore such a one. Right? And 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 again, because... So, not everybody who you know is in proximity with us are safe and and well enough to be trusted so i don't want to you know yeah. just they put yourself in danger you know to to confront somebody or address right. something right. um discernment is important yes. but we again it's always an, i think it's important for us to ensure that we are healed and to to engage with god around that um, but we are not the end all and be all of relationships. Just because you're well doesn't mean you bear no responsibility for your brother or your sister being well. Right, right, right. Okay. And my last question, what do you say to those who says, I won't apologize unless they apologize to me first? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I try not to come across as judgmental and preachy and whatnot, but you know, that's all wrong. That's all wrong. That's all wrong. Every aspect of that is wrong. They're okay. not taking responsibility. If somebody chooses not to take responsibility, that's on them. Your right. job is to be responsible for you. And okay. a lot of people think that, you know, we have that we have that response because of pride. And I think there's some truth to that, but I find more often than not, pride is, it's a camouflage for, yeah. for insecurity. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. People, people are, are insecure. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to you know, cause what does it say about me that I'm yes. wrong? What does it say right. about me that I'm hurt or you know i i can't i can't expose that i'm weak right or i don't want to be vulnerable with this person again i don't want to trust that well call it what it is right if that's what it is call it what it is and then you make your decision from there but 
to anyone who says, I'm not going to apologize till they apologize first. That's, you sound like you're in kindergarten. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's room for maturing there. And right. that's, that's really what it is. And there you have it, everybody. <laughs> that was Coach Drew on the talk at Sneka Chambers show, giving us some real talk on apology. And I'm sure that all of us uh, were equipped with some helpful tools while you were listening to make our relationships go from good to great. So Drew, could you just tell us, um, my listeners, how they can connect with you and even get a, a copy of your book as well? And then I'm going to ask you if you can just close off with a prayer, um, just to for those listening who are just right there, you know, um, they're hurt. Maybe they offered an apology. The the response was not what they were hoping. If you can just cover us in prayer regarding this topic after sharing um, how they can connect with you. Certainly, people can connect with me on. YouTube, Coach Drew Can, on Instagram, Coach Drew Can, Facebook, Coach Drew Can, all one word. Or you can just email me at info at coachdrew.ca. Uh, the book is available at, on Amazon, but if you would like a PDF copy, by all means, just email me. Um, I love doing workshops at churches, so if you have a church that you want me to visit, by all means, let's do it. Yes. Um, and those are the best ways to, to, to reach me. Awesome. So thank let's you. pray. Yes. Father, thank you so much for your provision. There is no lack in you, and so there's no lack in us. We have the ability to do everything that you've called us to do. You've called us to forgive. You've called us to be reconciled one with another so you're, you're good you will help us to do it so help us to connect with you and to really allow you to search our hearts not just how we can be different with others but how we can be different with ourselves how we can be open and and accessible to you so you can go in and help us to repent help us to turn help us to understand what it is that you want us to know so that we can really be your image bearers, so we can really reflect the wholeness and the transformation that you want to do in our lives so that we can love others the way that you love us. So I thank you for doing a wonderful work, not only on the cross, but in our lives by your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, that you are bringing maturity to the body of Christ. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank, thank you, you that you are helping us to open our eyes to see the gifts in the body so we can make use of them so that we can show the world that we are truly your disciples and that there is room for them, that they can be safe with us. Just like mm -hmm. all the women that you approached in the Bible, yes, they would have been turned away. They would have been hurt. They would have been rejected, abused, and even stoned. But God, you opened your arms, you opened your ears, and I pray that we will see that you're continuing to do that for the body of Christ, your bride, and we can extend that same invitation to those who don't know you yet. So thank you for the marvelous work that you're doing. Bless us continually with your presence, and we say thanks for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, that's all for today's show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Andrew Blackwood, a.k.a. Coach Drew, for joining me today. Next month, we'll be talking love and vision with a wife and husband team. Do you want to be heading in the same direction as a couple and singles? Do you want to know how to recognize your purpose mate? Then you don't want to miss our next show. So follow this podcast, put comments, let me know how you are blessed by this show and definitely go and get Drew's book. Follow him on YouTube. Oh my God, he's such a blessing to the body of Christ. So once again, thank you all for joining me. And remember, God has a master plan with your name on it. I'll see you next time.